0: Welcome to the Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast. No, the Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook by using promo code RTRS. Brought to you by our friends at SeatGeek. Get $20 off your first order by using code RTRS. Body Bio Supplements for a healthier life. Get 20% off any order at BodyBio.com with the code RTRS20. Big Barker, get your Big Barker dog bed with the process pup patches at BigBarker.com. And Stateside Urban Craft Vodka. The official sponsor of the Corner 3 newsletter, statesidevodka.com. On today's show, the Sixers, or a reasonable facsimile of the Sixers, played basketball. And we will talk about that. They will play basketball again on Thursday. No Embiid, no Tobias Harris, no Ben Simmons. Speaking of Ben Simmons, the Ben Simmons camp is surprised at how much the fines were for not coming to work. We will talk about that later. You have one more day. What's that? War. 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 Big time war. Update Uh, from the uh, war front. Yeah, an update, Yeah, an update from the front lines. Uh, we have one more day to vote on which writes Ricky Sanchez T-shirt we will reprint. We'll get to that a little bit later, but there's about four or five ones that seem like they're in the lead. And uh, I think that's all we got. And without any further ado, the war on drugs. A Welcome to the Rights Ricky Sanchez podcast. I am Spike Eskin, along with a guy who is imagining enjoying a sport in Philadelphia, one Mike Levin. Hello. That uh, was. Oh, wait. Uh, that was, we're not using our normal intro music from our friend Amos Lee for the next month or so. We will be using intro music from our friends. Well, we only have one friend, Dave Hartley, but our friends in the war on drugs who have a brand new, who are as critically acclaimed as you could possibly be, uh, who have a new album called, I don't live here anymore coming out October 29th intro song is I don't live here anymore. We're using a different one for the outro song. Um, you can pre-order at thewarondrugs.net. You can get the vinyl. You can get a little merch. Um, And I think we're going to have Adam and Dave on for an interview at some point when the Mm -hmm. record comes out. And we'll have some tickets to give away for their Met show. So you could go. You could pre-save the album. I think people do that on Spotify or Apple Music or whatever. So October 29th.
1: The rare band that both you and I like very much.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a short list of of those bands maybe maybe an off-season pod who knows maybe a november pod you never know yeah so it could
1: be could be starving for
0: yeah any good news yeah you you, you never know you never know so uh so thank you the war on drugs that's a that's a cool thing to do we've never done that before i mean obviously we've had amos on a bunch we had him when his, his record came out but like the uh the lead-up celebration is is neat so The Sixers played a game on Monday night against the Raptors. Uh, Joel Embiid didn't play. Tobias Harris didn't play. And, of course, Ben Simmons didn't play. I had some takes from the game. I'm sure you had some takes. I would say the one I want to lead with, my lead take, is this is the first time I've ever noticed him playing basketball, like watched him. And George Niang is slow as shit. I mean, that guy is like fucking like he runs in molasses. He is really slow. like. Very plotting. So that was my first thing. It's like, wow, that motherfucker's pretty slow. I know you said he was slow, but he's fucking really slow. Definitely slow. Uh, He tried to put the ball on the ground a lot
1: more, handling, uh, creating a little bit, especially without Tobias or Ben or anybody. I I think he was always capable of doing that. And with the Jazz, it was really just like stand there, the very regimented offense over there in Utah. And so I think he's trying to do some other stuff. I don't think it went super well in this game. Uh, Toronto played with uh, an aggressiveness and ferocity that the Sixers just couldn't really replicate or keep up with and didn't have the ball handlers or creators or physicality to respond to. Uh, It wasn't a good game. No. Uh, It didn't make me feel good. No. I I wasn't happy to see it, watching it. What do you think... I, really, sorry, I, go ahead. What, no, you say, you say yours. I, I going
0: to I, I really had to keep reminding myself, ah, Embiid's not in there, ah, Harris is not in there, ah, it's just the preseason. But I kept watching it being like, man, but they look fucking terrible. Like that yeah. was my – I kept bouncing back and forth between those.
1: Yeah, real bad, real bad, real bad. Yeah. What do you think people think <laughs> when they listen to this podcast? Yeah, And there are people – we get these notes all the time about people – that are fans of a different team, yes. That listen to this a different NBA team. That listen to this podcast and go like, "Oh, I actually think you guys are you know interesting or compelling or whatever the fuck." Um, and I just wonder, like, they get a notification on their phone, "Hey, this another another Ricky's up." I'll I'll tune in. I'll I'll listen to something else first, and then like I'll get to this. Uh-huh. It's probably not their first thing that they're listening to the second they get it, but they get the notification like, "Okay, cool, I'll listen to that." In the next couple days Mm -hmm. and then they listen to it expecting what like in my mind they're expecting oh let's watch these people like continue to disintegrate like Like, you understand
0: you understand why a celtics fan would listen after a big loss From like that you get, I wouldn't do it, but that, that can, Oh no, no, no.
1: for sure. For sure. I I mean, not even, I was, I'm, I'm using non Sixers fans as an example, but also Sixers fans, like maybe Sixers fans, it's like, they feel how I feel maybe is what they're thinking, but, or at least have a, not agreeing about everything, but having like a sense of like, all right, these, Mm -hmm. these idiots care about the team and they're, uh, at least one of them is mentally unwell about it. But like, as you're jumping in, it's like, why? It just feels like we keep doing it feels we're still doing it in a way that is just like it's not going to be a good season it it isn't it's not going to be a good season at all i'm going to get excited about the young guys i'm going to get excited about development i'm going to get excited about a couple things and i'll probably at some point be optimistic about something because that is, I, I have to be the the I, otherwise i'm it's just torture i have to i have to whip back and forth a little bit if i'm just fourth then then, then we're in trouble Do you really Uh, want to
0: know why? Because I can give you the answer why. I mean, we've we've had this conversation a little bit, but like I'll say it like this. I'll use a metaphor. I like using metaphors. Um, a a metaphor about like meeting a, a friend. Like, usually when you get a new friend, you and that friend bond over one particular thing. Oh, we both like this band, or we both and then as time goes on, that thing, while it is still part of your relationship becomes only part of your relationship. I think that people the the long-termers, the people that have been here for a while, like we're just friendly voices who they know and we are going through things and they can relate to things. And I think I think I have always thought though while the topic of the podcast is the Sixers, that the what the show is actually about is about us as fans of a basketball team and getting older and all of those things so like i think i i don't really think they come i think we're, we're actually probably better than we give ourselves credit for at talking about the team but like at this point i think they just listen because that's what they do
1: yeah that's probably yeah. i i was yeah. more thinking like what are they we're like again, Mike's gonna, Mike's breaking down. Like, Mike is really having a tough time. Are there, I'm, I feel like I, there's text threads of people that listen to this podcast that are like, Mike didn't sound good today. Like, Mike, yeah. Mike's in trouble, man. We gotta, well, should we? Someone reach out? Should someone check on Mike? Like, are we just make sure he's okay. Like, somebody's help, help him with, out. Maybe well, send him like a video of Furkan like smiling or something. Although there was a great Corkmas video that uh, Lauren Rosen posted uh, from the Sixers account of of Korchma's doing. The interview as if he's interviewing himself and it was it was it re- that pulled me up a little bit that like that got me back and he's obviously we've been so fortunate to have uh t- two delightful eastern europeans with a, a loose grasp of the language just be absolute winners just uh, what a, what a
0: treasures dario and for have been <laughs> yeah. but uh but yeah i don't know i don't know well, i don't know well they uh, cj and i were talking before you got on speaking of like is mike okay most of the angry comments through the years or i had to stop listening or that take was so crazy or oh the, the guy's full of shit is like always about me Ninety-nine point nine percent of the time the last pod was when i think people kind of are feeling you breaking when you went into your like sort of it could have worked it could have worked uh dissension into madness and it was the first time that i saw a bunch of comments that were like like, what the fuck is Mike on right now? Like, it's it's always about me a hundred percent of the time. So I do think there are probably people having conversations about your well-being. Uh, that's a good yeah. thing. They care. They care. Sure. Um, I do. I
1: don't, I'm, I don't think that's bullshit by the way. We can, we don't have to get into it again, but I do think oh, they're please, still no. young enough. And, and oh, no, no, no. Ben was out all of the previous season. There haven't no. been that. It feels like it's been a decade, no. but no. it really was three playoff runs. I don't want to do it. Don't it want to could, do it. It's, it could have worked. It could have hey, worked, no, worked. It hey, should have worked. Hey,
0: did you see Shake? Okay, one of the, I would say the, if I if I had to pick one player that I was specifically disheartened by in the preseason game, Shake looked exactly the fuck the same to me on offense. Like, didn't look like he had a plan on offense uh, a lot of the time. Just sort of drives into the lane and, uh, ah, what do I do here? And uh, just consistently doesn't, either doesn't look like he's in the flow of what they're doing or isn't just like straight up taking over like you would expect some scorer guy to do that was if i was most disappointed in anybody it was how shake looked
1: uh i agree it's preseason so uh that caveat, caveat, is caveat exists but definitely looked like looked like he was like pick pick a, a elite penetrator uh who just magically make them like 46 years old and that's what shake looked like just the guys like he he used to have the burst and speed and verticality and everything and all of a sudden his legs just now he's 46 (laughs) and so he can't do that anymore but he hasn't realized that he's 46 like that's what it looked like watching him in this particular game i don't think it always looks like that but he definitely was driving in with with limited burst and limited like it seemed moves. like it didn't seem like he knew his own game. Like it seemed yeah. like he 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 was driving in going, like, I can score over these people. And it's like, bro, you don't this is not what you do. Like it didn't seem like he was adjusting for himself. Um, and so that was that was troublesome. Um, I do think he, you know, I know I I paid attention to this more because he talked about it, but it did seem like he was getting down in, in a stance more and really taking his defense seriously, which is obviously something that I like uh but yeah the offense is the offense is going to be tough um and i think he's going to i think he's going to get back to 40% from three i think that's going to be fine but it would like it would be nice to know like what do you do with the ball in your hands mm-hmm. as like a either point guard for the second unit or secondary ball handler with some of the starters or whatever it is like what what does it look like i i he's long he's uh got a nice touch um and he can handle but it's there doesn't seem to be like a bevy of moves
0: there and i would like, like him he to come like up fucking, with them feels like he fucking feels like he fucking lost it at some point like he just i i almost want to go back and watch the clipper game to see what it looks like when he has it because at some point it feels like he like he just fucking lost it i don't know uh maxi had a couple of nice drives but i didn't think overall he showed much of anything different. Uh, he seemed. I, I didn't. I didn't take anything really positive or negative out of the Maxi uh, that night, which was. I think we want to see him with Joel and without Joel. Is like you know, who knows? But
1: yeah, there. There looked to me. He looked nervous to me. He looked very un- unsure of himself. Uh, with the exception of a couple times where he just like went and finished really strongly through contact or whatever it is. Um, it seemed like and i'm predisposed to be concerned about this because we've seen it happen to a half dozen guys since this podcast started but like doc is in his head about like what you're supposed to be and he's acting like he's rondo or something and this is how you're supposed to handle yourself and now Maxi's out there like thinking too much and the what what happens then we've seen it we've seen when uh, people start oh, yeah. thinking it's and not it gets, good. It's it not good. It gets concerning. Yeah. So I, I was I was watching for that, and it seemed like he was doing that. Hopefully, again, preseason game, figuring out a new spot, running with the starters, like having to set the table for a lot of guys. Whatever it is, but <laughs> I I don't fuck him up, Doc. He's such like a good player. He's such a nice chipper kid. Don't please don't ruin him. Come on,
0: make him a low post uh, center. Yeah, he his daughter or something. The rights to Ricky Sances podcast is brought to you by our friends at SeatGeek. Mike, I have a question for you. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? So much fun. Too much. So fun. much. Fun. But fun with Mike. It's time to start using SeatGeek. It's the only ticket app you need. I was looking at it just today. Can you see it on my phone there? SeatGeek. I was looking at it because Survivor Series has come to the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, right near JJ Reddick's house. And right now, using SeatGeek, you can see that you can find tickets, an amazing deal, 31 bucks, gets you into Survivor Series at Barclays Center. That's fucking great. And I know that that is a 9.5 score, which is an amazing deal. SeatGeek is the only ticket app you need because it takes all the other ticket sites and it puts them into one and tells you if it's a good deal or not. I mean, it's very simple what it does. And if you've ever, you know, sometimes when you Google an event, the first five things that you see on Google, like the ticket, places you're like what the fuck ticket place is that then you get to the website you don't know how much the fees are you don't know if it's a good deal see geek just use Seat geek sports concerts comedy whatever Seat geek wrestling see geek i'm telling you that's where you want to go so um there's did a i tell you it. did i
1: say i use geek for the when i went to no. the sparks game a couple weeks ago
0: no uh I did. you did yeah i did and it was great very it's easy great. couldn't have been easier It tells you if it's a good deal by using a one to 10 scoring system. Um, And it also uses a color scoring system. Scroll through, look for green. Don't look for red. I'm telling you, just fucking download the app or go to the website. That's where you get all your tickets. Get $20 off your first purchase by using code RTRS at seatgeek.com. There's concerts now. There's sporting events now. Just go to SeatGeek. Code RTRS. You get 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek order. Download the app or go to seatgeek.com. SeatGeek. Get your seat in a seat. Make your butt have fun like Mike's butt. Seat geek. Um Drummond had a had quite a half, but so I didn't watch the game when it was live. I watched it uh I actually watched it earlier today. And you look at the stats and you're like great. And then you watch it, and he's just normal plodding old fucking Andre Drummond. Nothing nothing really exciting by watching it, really. Chaos. Just yeah. chaos. Like chaos.
1: trying to do stuff, making Weird passes for no reason, thinking he's the focal point of the offense. Um, I like if I can go into the like uh AI settings of the Andre Drummond video game Mm -hmm. and like adjust everything, yeah, so like you could make a thing that would work, like you could get it to be like if on one side it's like Dwight Howard. And on the other side, it's like Joel Embiid, like what he's trying to do. Mm-hmm. I would put it just a little bit off of Dwight Howard towards yep. Embiid, just like a little bit. Like The fact that he can like, bully a smaller guy in the post and get a bucket is good. That is helpful for a second unit that will occasionally need that when Embiid's on the court. That's good. Dwight couldn't do that at this point. When Dwight tried to do anything, it it failed miserably. But but Drummond has some of those skills in a contained, small, padded cell environment from in that area. Nice and no, not too far. But when he starts, then like going like I actually can, I can kind of be Carl Anthony Towns out here. Like I'm actually a little bit like Nikola Jokic, like the original Jokic. Then it gets <laughs> to be. A massive problem. Very the massive. original Jokic. Yeah, What's Drummond it? thinks that he's that he's that maybe. Uh, so, oh, so the
0: first Jokic. Okay, I thought. Yeah, okay, I didn't. Understand.
1: So, yeah, I mean, I think like I, I there there is some shot blocking promise. There is uh, obviously some rebounding situation. There <laughs> is a lot of obvious. offensive rebounding and put back. Like if we could just like sort of contain it, just like everybody just don't let him go too far. Uh, I don't think he's going to do as much dumb shit, r- random fouls that Dwight did, but he'll be a different thing where he's trying mm-hmm. to impersonate like for, like a 6'2 guard. Um, but he's just so much, he's so big and stumbly all the time that it's n- it's rarely going to work. But I do think that if we can just pack it in, no. like he was talking about how nice it is that Doc believes in him to have a coach that like believes in him Mm -hmm. and it's like I wish he didn't honestly believe in him a little less like a little bit but it seems like doc believes in the veterans and this is just like a case of like it's what Joe Girardi did it's like the case of a veteran coach that's been at multiple stops when you're just like I just want a guy who I recognize and has played for a bunch of people and knows my references when I talk about guys from 10 years ago and I feel like that's like all veteran coaches want that and even though like Drummond and fucking Odubel Herrera and who all those guys, like they fuck up in plenty of ways, but because they're veterans, then it's like, well, that's acceptable. And young guys aren't allowed to fuck up in those ways because it's like, ah, these fucking young guys got too many of them and get out, get them out of here. I'm trying to win a championship. And it's just like, but he's fucking up. He's doing all the crazy shit that you don't think that the young guy should be allowed to do. Like B-ball Paul is chaos, like absolute, like out of his mind on the court, trying to do stuff getting into an altercation almost every play, like there's shoving and it's great. And he's getting his hands in there and I love it. And he needs to also, as he gets to be a playable NBA player, like contain it controlled chaos, but he's not going to be allowed to make those mistakes because he's like a young guy. Whereas Drummond like was good six years ago and like has heard of like Jamal McGlure. So Doc's <laughs> going to be like, play that guy. I'm playing that fucking guy. Cause that's my, that's my vet. And it's just it's it it's baffling to me.
0: I'm sort of just gonna drift on you off to you on this episode. By the way, we're doing the pod live. So we get comments, we get comments on YouTube and Twitch. We do it, we do it live like every Wednesday night, sometimes on Saturdays, it's live on YouTube and Twitch. And there's a comment that says, I warned y'all about Drummond. He thinks he's better than Embiid. Like, who 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 are you warning, man? Like, I, I had know. a fucking meltdown when they signed Drummond. Like I got everybody's mad at me. Of they signed him for
1: the the mid the league minimum, the least anyone could possibly sign him for. And
0: he's. Still I think the
1: league knows though. that they're aware of. Yeah. No one needs to be like, "Oh, hang on, this guy might actually
0: not be as good." Uh, Ferk had a couple of nice takes. Had the <laughs> alley oop. The stat line didn't look great, but Ferk looked pretty good, I guess. And Seth Curry is the best creator on the team, which is terrifying. <laughs> the best perimeter creator is Seth Curry, I think. So, and Isaiah Joe got got some runs. That was good. I don't even know what the fuck else to talk about in this game. Isaiah Joe's the man. I love Isaiah Joe. We yeah. got.
1: We he's got to get minutes. He's got to play, and it's it's going to happen because somebody will get hurt for a little bit, and he's easily the next man up, kind of no matter who goes down. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would love to see that. He's awesome. Definitely a playable guy. Don't don't want to like him to be the just out of the rotation guy for three years. And then his contract expires and he's like, I didn't get to play on this fucking team. I'm going to go somewhere else. And then, and him to be like a very playable player. I want to like get, let's get ahead of that. Let's get ahead of that situation. Um, so he should definitely get in there. He's, he's good and he can shoot and he can shoot from range and he can handle a little bit. It's, it's very nice. Um, very upset. That Grant Riller tore his meniscus.
0: Yeah, that sucks.
1: But did you, uh, did You this was the first time presumably that you watched much Grant Riller tape at
0: all. You watched yeah. it live. Yeah. But the thing is, is that like, there's a lot of people that come back from meniscus tears in like six weeks. Like, it, sure. it's yeah, I mean, and they're, he's going to have surgery. And, and then they said they'd evaluate him in two weeks. So he could be back pretty soon. And but it maybe.
1: makes him a true sixer to, to tear your meniscus. Yes. The first, the first mm-hmm. moment you're wearing a sixer jersey. What did you think of watching him on the court? He's good. Like he's, he's just good
0: yeah i I thought he uh he looked like a real guard that could play yeah that that was my my very short like for for an overall game that sucked, looking at him, he looked like a real guard that could play
1: yeah has has a great amount of burst, really crafty finisher inside, like gets to the rim like crazy. there was a lot of him just kind of standing around while other guys were sucking when he was playing with the 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 more rosterable guys. Um, which bummed me out, and I just wanted especially when Shakers is kind of just walking into players, I wanted to be like, just give it to Riller, and you can just space the court because he's a, a better initiator by a lot at this point. Um, but the meniscus is a real bummer, and the, the reason I'm late and this is, gets into it. Mm. Um, Did you also tear your meniscus? No, I didn't, but yeah. Alyssa Uh-oh. broke her foot. Oh, no, playing basketball with my family, and oh. when we were on the phone with uh, Hearing from the podiatrist, it is either an avulsion fracture or a Jones fracture. Oh, which boy. Which, obviously, as Sixers fans, we're, we're, we're very familiar with. So, yeah. it's really just to. And then I saw on Twitter that Derek Bodner also broke his foot and has oh, an did avulsion he? fracture. Yep.
0: No way. Playing,
1: playing basketball. Yeah. Oh. Alyssa landed on uh, my fiance landed on my dad's foot going up for a rebound and went down. The hard.
0: landing on the foot is like. Yeah. Never is undefeated. Well,
1: yeah. So this is it, man. Sean Long out there catching more bodies, just breaking people's feet left and right. My dad, anybody, Bodner, whoever injured Bodner, we're falling apart out here. It's not gonna be it's not gonna be a good season. It's it's gonna be (laughs) it's be it's gonna be a bad season but we're does that mean here. i have to
0: say it's gonna be a good season i don't know what to do sure, when you're going you can to, take yeah. that we can I look know. i
1: mean AU had an article just being like it's nice that it's actually yeah not going to be as uh as much pressure it's stressful and we can maybe you can just like take a step back a little bit and enjoy mm-hmm. enjoy what it's what what will be and then maybe maybe there's a retooling next year uh well i don't I'll, know it's I'll, I'll we're, say we're, in, we're in rough shape
0: Two things. First, I told AU earlier this week. I think I love all of our writers: Michael Connor, uh, Andrew Underberger, Sixers Adam. I do think Andrew Underberger sort of won our off-season if there was a competition of our writers of who who did the best and when. When nobody knows what.
1: Employee of the Month award. I didn't even
0: realize we have one. Well, no. When
1: I I lost. I guess. I guess apparently I don't get them. I'm not even ranked. CJ's not in there.
0: You don't write Nobody were giving right. there was not this
1: was not a consent. We're not, we didn't get to vote on this. And um, we're just giving it to Unterberger. I'm gonna, I'm gonna revolt. Me and Zoe and
0: Michael Connor and Sixers Adam are revolting. I think and Abby. A- AU is the most emotional of our writers. And when you're going through a time, he seems to capture the not just on this thing, but like finds the things to write about that I wouldn't have thought to write about. Like the the one that was like two or three weeks ago when he was like, hey, everyone, Andre Drummond's on the fucking Sixers. I don't know if you forgot about that, but he's on the Sixers. It was just only AU has that sort of amazing, you know, touch. So. Um, so before we get to Ben Simmons, uh, I want to talk about Big Barker, but I was going to give my you know, I'm living in a new suburb and. I'm often frustrated watching people walk their dogs. And I'm, I want to ask you if it's okay if I give the five rules of walking your dog before I do Big Barker dog beds. Is that okay? Great. Okay. Number one, you must have a leash. Anyone who walks their dog without a leash is just trying to prove that their dog is smart, but you're putting your dog in danger. It's still a fucking dog. A car could come. Y- y- like Another fucking crazy dog could come. You gotta have your dog on a leash. That's one. Number two, the leash must be re- not be retractable. No retractable leashes. They are ineffective. There's no need to have your dog like eight feet away from you and then zip it up and make it one foot away from you. It never needed to be eight feet away from you in the first place. They don't work all the time. Google it, okay? Number three, you must have a firm grip on the leash. This is something that happened to me. I got bit like a month ago. At all times, you got to be paying attention, have a firm grip on the leash. Number four, don't sit there staring at your phone while you're walking your dog. You got to be aware your dog could see something you don't. You're not paying attention. Again, this is thinking about the dog. Stop staring at your fucking phone for like 10 minutes that you walk your dog. And number five, clean up after your dog. The dog poops. Don't leave it there. I see poop on the sidewalk or on the grass. It's like, do not leave the poop there. Big Barker dog beds, longtime sponsor of the Ricky. And six, when you bring your dog back from the walk, they gotta have a big barker to sleep on. Bigbarker.com slash Ricky. Bigbarker.com slash Ricky. The only real dog bed on the market. Real dog bed. What's that? Well, it's the difference between what you get at the pet store for 50 bucks. You bring it home, 40 bucks. It looks all plush. Looks like a big pillow. Who wants to sleep on a pillow? It's not comfortable. It's not supportive. It's not good. It's not healthy. You got to get a Big Barker, Big Barker Therapeutic Dog Beds. Congratulations to our very own Sean O'Connor, who invented the lottery party, and I stole it from him, adopted a pit bull. Um, good on you, Sean, and bought her a Big Barker right away. Thank you, Sean. Go to bigbarker.com slash Ricky. You get the Big Barker Dog Bed with two process pup patches, so you can make your dog an official process pup, just like Sean's dog is, an official process pup. Um, and uh, like I, I say healthy- I want you to go look at the pictures. Your dog needs to be supported when you sleep. How you sleep really, really matters. You sleep the wrong way. You sleep on sleep on a bad mattress at an Airbnb somewhere. You can feel that. Your dog can feel it too. Bigbarker.com slash Ricky. You might be like, it's 200 bucks, too expensive. Well, there's a 10-year warranty. It's basically the only dog bed you're ever going to need. If the foam doesn't flatten or they replace it for free. One year at-home trial. If you don't like it, they'll give you a full refund. They'll even pay for the shipping. Handmade in the USA. Big Barker dog beds. Huh. So, you ready for the uh, Ben Simmons update of the week, Mike? Ben of the Simmons?
1: week. I think week is selling it short. I think it's the day. Every other day.
0: Yeah. All right. Kyle Newbeck comes as everybody's getting scoops. Not that Kyle Newbeck is everybody, but you know. Um, phillyvoice.com. This is from Kyle Newbeck. Despite assurances through various media members of note, a league source says the financial significance of of holding out is starting to take hold in Ben Simmons' camp. After being fined for missing Philadelphia's preseason loss to the Toronto Raptors on Monday night, a penalty of roughly $360,000, Simmons' representation had another discussion with the Players Association in which it was reiterated they would be unable to recoup the money being deducted from the $8.25 million sitting in escrow, sources say. And it was communicated to the Sixers that these early fines were perhaps higher than they expected. Mike, can I ask you something? If you get paid for going to work and you don't go to work and then you don't get paid for going to work, is that a fine or is it just you didn't go to work and you don't get paid for it? It doesn't even seem like a fucking fine to me. He didn't go to work. Like he didn't come to work.
1: I don't care what you call it. Uh, More than I am expected. Tra- training my men for battle. We are. <laughs> we 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 leave at dawn
0: mm-hmm.
1: on the the army the on the sands of 8.25 million dollar beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a I don't know this. Yeah, I mean, yeah. A yes. source.
0: A a source. <laughs> <laughs> a source familiar with the conversations between Simmons Camp and the Sixers told Philly Voice that the only consistent, this is the fucking best thing. Kyle, thank you. Can I just stop for a second? Kyle, thank you for getting this nugget. Thank you. Because throughout all this Ben Simmons thing, there's been a lot of funny things, there's been a lot of irritating things, but this one is definitely the funniest fucking thing I've read. So if you haven't, if you don't, not following Kyle Newbeck, Go follow him. He doesn't even have a broken foot. A source familiar with the conversations between Simmons Camp and the Sixers told Philly Voice that the only consistent or clear message this offseason was about the accelerated timeline Simmons has been evaluated on compared to other number one overall picks. In most instances, Agent Rich Paul and others have pointed out, top picks are sent to bad teams where they can figure out who they are and how their career is going to play out. Having missed his first year of LSU during, due to injury, out of LSU due to due to injury, Simmons joined Embiid to form a partnership capable of winning fifty games right away, and the Sixers have been considered contenders at various points during the last three seasons, increasing scrutiny on his development. So, Mike, like that's
1: like that is it is true that the Sixers were immediately good mm-hmm. once Ben Simmons started playing. Because of him and Embiid together and the team that they had around them, that was like that. Is, that is factually true, but that is absolutely not an excuse for a not improving in the half court in the off season, mm-hmm. or b like wanting wanting out. Yeah, that's not a reason to leave. We're too good, officially <laughs> too good. Several people sent the shirt to me, the too good shirt. Yeah. The, that's the excuse it's it really is just like uh there's a there's a phrase that I'm that I'm not going to say correctly but it's like an excuse it's like validation in in search of a something whatever it is like they they want to leave he wants to leave he wants to get out of there and now they're just backing into whatever rationale they have for it really like they're upset that he was going to trade him for harden they're upset that they didn't surround him with enough a stretch five outside of joel for a long time and it just it just it's got ugly it's got mean and then not too long and then the hawk series sucked and now he wants to go and they want to leave and they want to do that so they're just like making shit up they're saying like he wants to be like this or they never they're like the it's actually better if he was on a worse team like that the, this is not this is not a rationale it's not <laughs> it doesn't make any sense whatsoever they're just saying shit rich paul is just straight up saying shit and he's telling every reporter he's being like i'm fine do you believe this I'm saying it. Do I believe it? Is anyone buying it? And it's just like making it worse and worse. And I hope that Ben fires him because he he's won't. not doing a good job. Well, uh, it's not succeeding in what is it, just making him look like an idiot. Like he's making whoever, whoever's leaking this stuff is making Ben look like an idiot. I don't think Ben is like texting Kyle Newbeck and Keith Pompey and Woj or whoever. It's like people around, maybe people, Tom Moore, whoever's thinking it, whatever. And so like someone deserves to be fired on that end. And so, or if he believes it, then, then, then that's just ridiculous. So this, this is an all-star performance from you
0: today. Ben Simmons is a loser and Rich Paul is an idiot. I, I just, this is the biggest loser idiot shit I think I've ever seen Justice for Nerlens. Justice for Nerlens. This is what a fucking loser thing to just Yes, there were a couple of comments after the last game that were not the greatest, but to like pull this shit is just truly the saddest loser shit I think I've ever seen. And Rich Paul like just thinking his Dick is bigger than it is and swinging it. Like you can't tell everybody that this guy is Anthony Davis or James Harden. Nobody yeah. believes it. This is, this is this... before. Cause the, the, yeah. the thing that he's done has worked before. And so it looked
1: like, and he can make it happen, but like Ben's straight up, not as good as those guys. No, I think nope. he could become close to that level. He hasn't. Um, and, and after the last series that he had, league wide everyone's just like i'm not breaking the bank to trade for this guy no
0: why would it like like think it's maybe the-
1: not smart to to demand to do the trade request publicity stuff after the worst series of his life yes like maybe not maybe not the best after i have like the worst you know if I, after i turn in like the worst draft of all time to on fucking young rock i'm not going in there being like give me a raise like that's, That's a bad idea. I would do it after I do a good thing, not immediately after turning in the worst draft of all time. That was like televised for some reason and memed about. Not gonna happen.
0: It's gonna. It's just fucking sad, and he's backed himself into a. They they've all backed themselves into corners, and now he keeps the
1: corner. Years. I don't know how much corner is left.
0: Is left, right? We're just we're
1: just like folding into a corner where a piece of origami. Just like folding in on itself in a, in several corners, and I don't know how it's possible, but they keep going. And it's just there's going to be another thing in a day and a half. A day and a half there's going to be another another insane story. Kyle got the last one. Who's going to the next one? Probably maybe it's Sixers Adam. Maybe Sixers Adam gets the next story. Yeah, That'd be nice. Come on, Adam. He gets the story about like whatever whatever insane rationale gets gets pitched here. Like I am a guy that believes in Ben Simmons as a basketball player. I'd say a lot more than most. But like the way that this has been handled and the what and the rationale they're using is just absolutely ridiculous.
0: Lame, goofy, bullshit. And and like what do they and the Sixers now are in a position, first of all, they picked the wrong fucking dude. Like they they picked the wrong guy with Mori at this particular time with this particular situation. Because and by the way, thank you to Daryl Mori for donating. I don't know how much he donated because it was hidden, but donated to our Bark in the Park team, uh, supporting Providence Animal Center. Thank you, Daryl Morey. Thank you, Ted, Steve, somebody who named themselves Ben Simmons. It wasn't Ben Simmons, but they back Morey into a corner. Here's the problem, like Rich, is that like Morey has to try to win a championship here. There's no long runway. You know, there's a couple, two, three years they got to try to do this. And now the entire league is watching. Everyone's watching. And you try to make him look fucking dumb in public. And you try to, you're trying to fuck up the value of the one that a thing he needs to trade. And like they put him in a bad spot. And like, I don't even, it's just this awful game of chicken where everybody, I just, Ben Simmons is a fucking loser and Rich Paul's an idiot. I just can't even believe this. I can't even believe it.
1: Um, I should say, I meant to say this. Um, my episode of Doogie Kame Aloha MD, mm. which is shockingly somehow, again, a basketball episode. And it, uh, it, it is out now on Disney+. Mm. Uh, there you came go. Out, came out uh, today so watch that there's a there's i would say i was really concerned i might have said this too many times like in the writer's room i was like so many examples there's so many examples of really bad basketball in television like really really bad horribly produced basketball obviously fresh prince is like the, the example mm-hmm. of one um i thought that i don't i don't like say this too loud but i thought that the basketball episode in atlanta was was horrendous um, i I thought I'm I've not kn- I've, it. I've, it was really like an embarrassing display of like this is what basketball looks like. It, it, it wasn't good, but there's more examples than that. Um, obviously, Atlanta's a great show, but that was not uh, their best. Um, and so I was worried about it, but it, it looks great. And Randall Park directed it, um, and he's awesome, and he's also in it, and it looks cool. It's dope. So watch, watch, watch my episode of
0: Doogie on Disney Plus uh, right now. The T-shirt reprint vote. Uh, Let's make it. It's brought to you by Stateside. I'm drinking Black Label Bourbon, Stateside Urban Craft Vodka, the official vodka of the uh, Ricky, official sponsor of the Corner 3 newsletter. It is gluten-free. It is filtered seven times. It is kosher. It is made in Philadelphia. It is gettable at statesidevodka.com. First order always gets one of these Great Rocks glasses. So we are going to reprint one old Ricky shirt. The vote goes until Friday. There have been four or five shirts that have emerged, um, as favorites, but you have one more day, really day and a half to vote. And then we will reprint one of them. Mike, do you want to guess as to, I'll give you three guesses to see if you can get one of the four or five that is a, that is currently in the lead. If you would like the four or five front runners, few guesses,
1: um, until you get one i'm i'm guessing that the sharp shirt is in there
0: the sharp shirt is not one of the top four or five currently i would have liked it because i would have liked to reprint that shirt that's guess number one um probably one of the imagined shirts is in there correct one of the imagined shirts is in there so there you go imagine Joel is in there the lennon one so very nice is the
1: city line is the city line dj friday's in there
0: no, that shirt's still sort of available. There's still stock of that one. So we put it up on the thing, but you can go to the store and get get that one. So, um, classy looking shirt is a great shirt. Yeah. I, I think that one was one of the ones that was really of the moment, like to get what the reference was, because those jerseys will be forgotten. So, mm-hmm. uh, mailbag. Did you see,
1: sorry, did you see the, uh, I don't know if it's official or not. I haven't seen an official one, but Charles Bassey tweeted, The the new Sixers jersey, the whatever I I know it's called, the with the spectrum panels on the side. I think it looks really cool. I think it looks like genuinely very very cool. Honestly, Um, I
0: think it's the first good alternate jersey they've done in the last four or five years. Yeah, I would like to
1: see it full before I give an official opinion. But judging by what it is with the spectrum panel, like that's it's like it looks like has a good combination of new and old, while still not being like too much i think sometimes like
0: the retro jerseys will be
1: like hey this is a really esoteric reference that just looks crazy if you don't know it Mm -hmm. um about like a team or a city or whatever it is and it's like i don't know i don't know enough about milwaukee to like know why there's like this weird thing on the jersey doesn't make sense to me but the sixers so it has to have like a a combination of it just looks good and you don't need the context. Mm-hmm. And then with the context, it's like, oh, that's cool. But if it doesn't look, if it doesn't accomplish on the front end, then it just looks stupid. And I, and I think this one does a good job of, of both.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, from Ben mailbag, write Tricky Sanchez at gmail.com. Write tricky Sanchez at gmail.com. One basketball, one non-basketball. If you send us a note, it comes from Ben. Basketball question. As annoying and maddening as the Ben Simmons situation has been for the Sixers and their fans, it seems like the entire ordeal has long term ramifications for the NBA as a whole. I'm a pretty big soccer fan and and I've been thinking a bit about how player loans work in the world, in the wide world of international club soccer. Basically, a player can be under contract with one club, but loaned to another team for a set amount of time. This is done. Usually when a young promising player needs minutes on the field, but their position on the current team is occupied by a veteran who's slightly better, or the player is really good, but is on a lower division team. Could something like this work in the NBA? Hear me out. In Ben's case, he obviously doesn't want to play for the Sixers anymore, but the Sixers basically need him to play to rebuild his trade value. If some sort of loan system was incorporated in the NBA, the Sixers could loan him to another team for a couple of games, weeks, months. He could play with another team, prove his worth. From there, that team he's loaned to could have first dibs on making an offer for him. The Sixers front office could make a deal at any point if any other team makes a good trade offer. Ben has two great games in a row. Boom, great offer from Portland lands on Daryl's desk. I'm sure there would be loan fees and other things regarding who pays the salary, but that could all be worked out. What do you think, Mike?
1: I think that's crazy. <laughs> it doesn't think it makes any sense. Like the,
0: but it's sort of like what the G League is on some level. But, but it's different when it's, when it's when it's a an all star level
1: player. Yeah, being like if you get if 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 he gets hurt on like the wizard because of the wizard's medical staff, then like what happens? Whereas like in G League, it's like ah well, they're young or not that good anyway, so it's probably fine. As opposed to if some all-star level player it's it's it's
0: it seems like crazy complicated and rife yeah.
1: with problems
0: yeah there are all sorts of problems and i know people love premier league but like all that shit there's a lot of problems with how that entire business is run um also by the, the way it's is-
1: like loaning a player feels is very strange to me Well, it's whole, like on yeah. loan it's not like they're not like a you know like a car
0: you yeah. know, some some players like cars. I guess I don't know. Was not was it Elton's nickname a car, uh, or was that wasn't that was he Elton. like the old old Cadillac or something? Old
1: school, old school Chevy. Yeah, that's old something. school Chevy. There we go. A little bit different.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so his non-basketball question is fantastic. We'll get to it in a second. Body Bio sponsor of the rights Ricky Sanchez podcast supplements for a healthier life. It's important if you're taking supplements, first of all, that you trust the company. Body Bio, I trust because I know them. They're not some big giant corporation, locally owned, family owned, family operated. What's important about that is that science is changing every single day. And when you're a smaller company like that, but smart, you can be nimble. You can change. That's why body bio is great. We've told you about Elite, told you about calm. We will tell you about butyrate, which will make your, your, your gut better. Tell you about vitamin C, liposomic vitamin C, Don't take those vitamin C supplements that you take. You put it in the water. You take, you know, however many milligrams of vitamin C, a bazillion milligrams of vitamin C. Then when you see when you pee later, it's bright orange because you're peeing it all out because it's water-soluble. Even vitamin C in foods is water-soluble. Your body's not hanging on to it. Vitamin C is important for your immune system, for your health. So Body Bio made liposomic vitamin C. And what it does is it—the—the— the vitamin C does not release until it gets to your cells. Your cells are made li- made of lipids. So this vitamin C hangs on, stays solid until it gets to your cells. So your body um, takes in more of the vitamin C. So forget about the milligrams. It's taking in all the milligrams. RTRS20, bodybio.com. RTRS20, bodybio.com. Get 20% off everything at Body Bio. Try it. Learn it. Love it. Thanks to Body Bio Mike, Body Bio Jeff, Jess, not Jeff. Jeff, I'm sure there's a body bio Jeff somewhere. RTRS20 is the code bodybio.com. All right. Speaking of gut health, this is the non-basketball question. If you dropped your phone in a porta potty and it was still sitting on the top of the pile of wet toilet paper, pee, and poop, would you retrieve it? If yes, how far would it have to be submerged before you wouldn't make an attempt at rescuing it? Thank you guys. Appreciate everything you do.
1: I think my first instinct
0: is to grab it, right? Is to
1: grab it. I still have the like first instinct of like a person that doesn't have any money. Like I still, my my, yeah. my immediate thing is like, I'll never be going to get this back. I'll never be able to do this. I can't, I have to do this by myself, but like I've made a little bit of money and that's good. I've been very lucky. And so like I could just get it replaced and I mm-hmm. wouldn't have to do that. And so yeah. I, I'm like, hang on a second. I don't, Help, think, help yourself. The phone's gone. It's it belongs to the poop now. <laughs> Step away. And so I hope that I would that that th- thought process would be like, okay, I just won't like, you know, I'll cancel a couple dinners or something. I'll, I won't go out to dinner for a couple weeks. Will would take over, and I can be like, but it might not. Am I might just my hand yeah. might be like. We'll, I, this is. We'll never get another phone.
0: <laughs> it, might, it might just be over. I, I would grab the poop phone. I would grab the poop phone. I. I'll never forget when I was living in Chicago 15 years ago. I dropped a phone in a toilet as I was peeing in it, and I just i I stuck my hand in that toilet so quickly. Um, and not only that, not only can you replace it, like I can replace it financially as well. I'm lucky enough to do that. But the way that everything's backed up, it's not like you'll lose your contacts or your information or anything. Like You could just get a new phone and it will all be on that phone. I would grab the poop phone. I'm sad to say. This comes from Dan. Hope you're well. I have some questions. Number one, Mike Scott is 33. Do you think he will ever play in another NBA game? Yes. I would also say yes. I love Mike Scott. Uh, If he would like to be the third member of the Ricky rotate in for me and mike I'd oh, love to have mike scott
1: that'd be great that would make this podcast he'd be so good at it
0: do you want me to um, get i should get him on i should just we should get him on
1: if i feel like it'd be tough for him if he doesn't have a team i feel like that's like another not like a, a bright place for him to to do this kind of thing but i think someone would give him, we'll shoot him a, a 10 day here or there
0: yeah. yeah and number two another sort of bathroom uh, question would Mike be able to list the top ten foods that have quote ravaged his body <laughs> and then and then afterwards, if you would like to list them, I will get uh he is the person who edited together actually as you're thinking of the times um that have uh the foods that have ravaged your body uh from the last podcast Dan was able to do this for us
1: soup soup uh soup soup um
0: lunch yeah. soup yeah soup mm-hmm. um snoop a soup a snoop a snoop soups soup soup is bullshit if i'm being
1: honest oh yeah yes there yeah. go <laughs> that's good i enjoyed that i enjoyed that that was a nice time i've never heard i don't think i've ever heard myself in a super cut. that's good um
0: so what are the, the top 10 foods that have ravaged your body
1: Oh, it's, it's not that like those many like separate things. I used to joke in high school that I, there were, um, there was like a regular pizza place type of place by where I grew up that, uh, that I would joke that I was, I should just eat the wings on the toilet and just cause it just, just to save, save everybody the time. Mm -hmm. So it's like those kinds of things. It's, I, I love spicy foods and then, and, but. The rest of me doesn't so it's those kinds of things. spicy foods and cheese like all various things whether it's like you know some freaking carbonara that'll that'll make that'll make quick work down there i think there's you know some kinds of like you know very wet like wet mexican food when it's like too <laughs> too too much liquid in in stuff when like you take the bag and you like take the bag home and it's just like a pool of liquid at the bottom what's that doing there um <laughs> occasionally like a korean barbecue or something it's uh so that's tough but it's i enjoy it all i enjoy that stuff and i I love i love Indian food. i'm new to indian food because i always stayed away from it because of my nut allergy and i was just like too scared to like really try but it's awesome last, like, two, two years i've 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 dove in and that's you know it is what it is but i love it and i take the chance and i make sure i don't have anywhere to be
0: gotta get yourself some non oh come on Indian food is fucking awesome. I actually last night I wanted to watch the Yankee playoff game, but it was on at eight o'clock, and those American League games are seven hours long. So I pushed off dinner till 9 p.m. and I ordered Thai food. And again, I have a generally strong stomach, but it I this morning, you ever just like finish in the bathroom and then you walk out and you're like, nope, not done. And you gotta turn around. Oh, it happened like Every day. Yeah. yeah. It's every it's, day of my life.
1: Every single day of my goddamn life, Spike. Soup. Soup uh soup. Soup. Um lunch soup. Yeah. Soup. soup. hmm Um Snoop. A uh, soup. Soup's <laughs> soup. Soup is bullshit if I'm being honest. Oh yeah. Yes. That's what the people are coming for.
0: All right. One more email. Uh man, we have so many bathroom emails. Uh, Scary. Hi. This comes from Matt. Hi, uh, Spike Mike. Scary basketball question, but I'm interested in your thoughts. What happens if Joel Embiid suffers a serious injury before Ben Simmons is traded? Does Simmons value go up based on need down because the Sixers would potentially be tanking and not care anymore? Or in an even messed up world, does Simmons now come back to finally, quote, get his team?
1: Uh, I hate that question. I hate that world. I, I think wonder the
0: would would tank at that point.
1: I think you're right. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the answer. Um, I wonder if Ben would show up. That's also weird. Oh my god, if As he if did, he was like rooting for MVP to get that would be very bizarre. But he is supposedly one one of the excuses in the war is that he's <laughs> he wants his own team. Um, so I guess that would. Indicate it would be his, but I I don't. I, I really don't. I really hope that doesn't happen. Um, snoop. It's a snoop. It's a total and, snoop situation.
0: And then, Mike Matt's uh, non basketball question. Since the podcast has also become a bathroom pod, I saved the best for last year. What is the proper etiquette? I can't do this. I can't do it. What is the proper etiquette if you poop out of the home and should I should I read it? You want me to read it? Yeah, I can't do it. I can't do that? it. Uh it's like three questions down in the mailbag. Uh okay. From that. Okay. I got it.
1: What's the proper etiquette if you poop out of the home and get streaks along the side of the toilet when flushing? Do you flush <laughs> repeatedly to try to clear stains for the next person, do you leave them as is for subsequent users to suffer through? Uh I think the op- the answer is get yourself some of those like things to scrub it with there's i forget what they're called but you can like use one to like sort of clean the sides and everything make sure there's no streakage and then you throw it out use it one time not a uh not a multi-use thing you're not trying to use something that you already used in the toilet it's one, yeah or, one, or you one just
0: use. gotta you gotta get a bunch of paper flush and when the, the the water is down you gotta you gotta do some you gotta clean you can't yeah that's quick it. that's a yeah. that's a hustle that's a hustle play and then it's yeah. an immediate
1: hand wash anyway but it's still not something you're excited about yeah for sure
0: all right uh as zach says daryl he says daryl are you also listening live if so what's up dude daryl save us from this please make the trade (laughs) we're gonna become a bathroom pod oh my god all right we will talk to you this weekend there's another game on thursday night maybe it'll be better seems like Embiid and harris are gonna play that's what doc said he said it it he thought they were going to play so that would be good we are going to leave you with a uh, another War on Drugs song from their new album which comes out uh, October 29th called I Don't Live Here Anymore Uh, we leave you with Living Proof are you down with TTP
1: yeah you know Lickface and shout out to the Chicago Sky for making the NBA Finals that's pretty dope Uh, War on Drugs let's go But I'm rising